0: Welcome back to Down Low with the Five-O, a PICU police podcast. And today we've got a, a, a special guest I've been eager to get on, uh, couldn't wait to hear from, and that's Colonel Stephen Maxwell. He is the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics Director. Uh, he's been there uh, almost 30 years uh, with that agency and is obviously the head of that agency now, what brings a, uh, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to drug drug enforcement. So we're we're eager to hear from him, and thank you for taking the time out to uh, to be with us today, sir.
1: Thank you, Chief Quay. We appreciate the opportunity, sir.
0: It, yes, sir. So if you don't mind, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, current trends? I know, you know, just like crime, drugs change, and they evolve between popularity and, and, and that kind of thing. But can you tell us, you know, on your level, what current trends are you seeing now, uh, problems with drugs?
1: Well, Chief, I'll start with uh, with your statement. Uh, there are two two words uh, that describe the current drug culture. You you talked about crime changing, and you talked uh, about how uh, drugs evolve. And you are exactly right. Uh, the same science and technology that drives the evolution of the overall pervading American culture drives its subcultures, and the drug culture is one of the most pervasive subcultures in America. Uh, drugs have permeated. Uh, the American society and what we're seeing right now is a profound cascading generational impact that drug culture is having on the American society Uh, and the types of drugs that we see uh, continue to evolve Uh, the product line is extremely diverse drugs that we dealt with 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago are a whole lot more potent than what they are today just to give you an example The purity level uh, in the methamphetamine that we see being trafficked and sold uh, in Mississippi communities uh, throughout the state is much, much higher today than what it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. The same with the purity level of cocaine, uh, the THC content in the illicit marijuana, uh, you know, that's being trafficked into this state uh, that's being sold and being used is much higher today than what it was five, uh, 10, 15, and 20 years ago. In addition to that, we've seen synthetic drugs uh, come online, uh, like fentanyl, in which we'll talk a little bit more in just a second uh, in depthly. But 2.5 milligrams of fentanyl is a lethal dose uh, to approximately 95% of the American population. And just when you think, Chief, that uh, it couldn't get any worse with fentanyl, we have other synthetic drugs that are not opioids, uh, of which, uh, the uh, opioid overdose reversal drug naloxone is ineffective Man. on uh, uh, drugs like nitazines, protonatazine, uh, isotonitazine metanitazine. Uh, these drugs are 10% and greater in strength uh, than fentanyl in and of itself. And so what we see right now as the drug culture has evolved is individuals may think that they're purchasing Xanax, Ritalin, Vivance, or Adderall, But in essence, they could be purchasing fentanyl that's been pressed, cut, colored, scored to look like a legitimate pharmaceutical pill and sold to them. And they literally can ingest something uh, thinking that it is a Xanax or a Ritalin or a Vivance or an Adderall and literally experience their last moment of sight, Mm. their last heartbeat and their last thought because they've ingested a lethal dose of fentanyl or fentanyl in combination with methamphetamine, cocaine, or heroin, or any one of these other synthetic drugs such as as nitizines. And so uh, to your point, you're exactly right. This drug culture has evolved, it is evolving, and it will continue to evolve. And the uh, imminent threat and danger posed to public safety and public health will remain there uh, and likely continue to increase over the course of time
0: mm-hmm. let me let me ask you this Colonel uh, the the pills that are that are available by prescription uh, like you mentioned xanax and and a few others when they're uh, mixed and cut with fentanyl uh, and other things do you find that these are uh, are these obtained on the internet more or are these being mm-hmm. pushed by drug dealers more or where where do you see those? Okay. Coming on so, you know, the
1: pr- the primary source of, of fake pills that are sold as pharmaceutical drugs are the Mexican drug cartels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they send they send uh, fentanyl uh, across the border. Primarily it comes into this country across our southwest border. It comes in pill form where, uh, you know, the powder is pressed, cut, colored and scored uh, as pills in Mexico uh, by uh, CJNG or the Sinaloa cartel. And also, they ship the powder. Mm. Here's the, here's the interesting thing about the powder, Chief. Yes. Fentanyl is so potent that 800 milligrams of fentanyl can be used to press uh, between 400,000 and 500,000 fake pills. Now that's about wow. uh, a, a a a a gallon uh, size Ziploc bag of fentanyl. Now, you know, when people think that when you talk about the border. Uh, and you and you make comments about how porous it is. That that's a political statement. That's not a political statement. That's a public health, public safety statement. Because all it takes is one person to come across and make it with a ziploc bag of of, of 800 milligrams of fentanyl, and now I've got enough powder to press almost a half a million pills. Wow. Where anywhere from 60 to 70 percent of those pills likely could contain a lethal dose of fentanyl.
0: So, so that just shows you how little it takes to go to go so far uh in that Absolutely. in that drug trade. Wow. Um how how can people be more proactive, uh Colonel, when it comes to you know, obviously the easiest thing to do is just <laughs> avoid it altogether. Uh uh some people you know that they've done reached that addiction or that's that's just not an option or like you say maybe they mm-hmm. maybe they think they're getting Xanax or something else and 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 now they've they've uh, ingested fentanyl and don't even know it but how how can you know the the american citizen be be more proactive in um in avoiding uh those type things
1: well the the first thing uh, chief is that you know we always tell um civic groups organizations and when we're talking with the community First and foremost, partner with your police department and your sheriff's department. The majority of law enforcement that takes place uh, in this country, uh, Chief, uh, as you know, the majority of law enforcement activity occurs as a result of police officers and sheriff's deputies responding to calls uh, for service uh, and functioning in a, a highly proactive fashion. And so the public has to partner with the police departments and the sheriff's departments secondarily the public uh, has to stay engaged and as the drug culture continues to evolve the way that you remain educated is through those partnerships with your police department and your sheriff's department because they're going to have programs like like this chief uh you know like this podcast where you know information is going to be disseminated Mm -hmm. second thing is when it comes to uh, the synthetic opioids that we're dealing with primarily fentanyl that uh, you know, is the main precursory cause for drug-related overdose deaths. Everyone should have naloxone uh, at, 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 at their disposal uh, and in their access. You should have it in your car, your purse, your home, and even in your place of business. Not because you necessarily use drugs, but you don't know if someone else walking into your business, someone that you come in contact with in a convenience store or a grocery store, or someone that visits your home, you don't know what they have on their person, or what's metabolizing in their bodies, and you literally potentially could save their life if they begin to have an adverse reaction to something that they've been exposed to, or you potentially could be exposed, uh, you know, to any of these synthetic opioids. And with their potency, it doesn't take much because you know a residual powder could be on their clothes and it could become aerosol uh, and then uh, enter your bloodstream through. Uh, You know, your nasal passage. So having naloxone available is critically important. But there's one key thing that we should know about naloxone. Naloxone will reverse an uh, opioid-induced overdose. But if you have something metabolizing in your system that um, is in combination with an opioid, let's say it's fentanyl and xylazine, which is a veterinary tranquilizer. And the street uh, name for that drug is called Trank or the zombie drug. It causes necrosis, and um, and it also causes the cholesterol. We see people having limbs uh, amputated. But hmm. it's fentanyl and uh, a mixture of, of, of xylazine. The uh, naloxone will reverse the opioid-induced um, overdose, but it won't reverse the effects of the xylazine.
0: Gotcha. And it would
1: be the same if it was fentanyl and meth. It wouldn't reverse uh, the effects of, uh, of the methamphetamine or the cocaine. Right. Uh, So this is why we need to get uh, immediate medical attention to anyone that is experiencing an adverse reaction who may think that it may be caused as a result of drugs metabolizing in in their systems. And in addition to that, for parents, one of the things that we tell them is don't allow yourself uh, to be placed in this choose your own poison situation uh, and scenario where you become a permissive parent Mm -hmm. instead of a preventionist parent. Right. Uh, by discipline, uh, Chief, and law enforcement, we are preventionist. We want to prevent uh, the manufacture, sale, trafficking, and use of illicit drugs, as well as the diversion of pharmaceutical drugs. And we also uh, want to prevent the use by uh, addressing issues associated with demand as well as supply. Well, as a parent, you've got to be a preventionist. You've got to work and educate yourself uh, and, and be in tune with what's going on with your kids as such to prevent them from even making the decision to use drugs. And a lot of parents put themselves in a situation where well, it's okay if they smoke marijuana. Not necessarily because the marijuana today is not like the marijuana that we had to deal with 5, 15, 20 years ago. And it may not just be marijuana. It may be marijuana that uh, has been cut or laced with some other synthetic opioid like fentanyl, these nitazines, or, or or some other synthetic cannabinoid. So it, it it's no longer just marijuana right. and so parents should be uh preventionist and i tell parents all the time in this day and time you cannot over parent your
0: kids Mm-mm. no because I, I i've seen too unfortunately that whenever uh whenever it's too late they would wish that they had you know yes um, sir yep. yes sir and, and then the i like the tip that you gave too about the uh the naloxone the the narcan um because you, your child could have a drug problem and you not know it. And then all it takes, like you mentioned, is them, is them getting, uh, getting a, uh, counterfeit pill for the first time. And then, and then it's too late. Well, you, there's a window of opportunity mm-hmm. to act on that. So that was, that was an excellent tip. Well, this has yes, been, uh, th- yes, this sir. has been very, uh, very helpful, uh, to me. And, and I know it will for listeners And really, really thank you for, for coming on before we end. Is there anything, uh, else you'd like to add?
1: Yes, sir. Chief, there's one other thing I would like to say Uh, again, going back to how you opened this segment using the word change and using the word evolve, you know, years ago, uh, when we were initially getting involved in law enforcement uh, myself and and you, uh, you know, even, even uh, much earlier than I did, drug deals and drug transactions were primary person to person contact. Well, because of technology, a lot of, uh, persons using drugs, adolescents, teenagers, uh, young adults, uh, college students, high school students, uh, middle school students. The drugs are actually ordered. The deals are actually set up. People are actually contacted through technology, mm-hmm. through the social media platforms
0: right.
1: like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, through um, you know communication apps that are downloaded on uh, on onto phones. Uh, And and parents should have um, the security code uh, to their children's phones uh, and they should educate themselves on the apps that are being used to communicate, uh, you know, by the adolescents, teenagers and young adults. Because drugs are being ordered and shipped to the homes of these individuals and the parents have no clue Mm -hmm. as to what their kids are getting in the mail.
0: Awesome point, And thank you for bringing that up. And that's going to tie into a, a future episode that I'm trying to uh, line up with a police officer in the Northeast, who is a social media guru expert. And I'm, I can't wait to get him on, but that, that just drives home uh, the, the importance of that, that social media and how they're used. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Colonel. Yes, sir. Colonel. And, and again, thank you for, uh, for taking the time out today. I know your plate's full. You, you run a state agency. So, uh, Thank you. I know I know time is precious, but really appreciate you giving this information to the, uh, to the public and, uh, helping us, uh, expand our knowledge there, Colonel.
1: Thank you, chief. Thank you for what you're doing, uh, you know, as a leader uh, in the community there in Picayune and leading that police department, we have a great working relationship with you all. We enjoy working with you. If there's anything else we can do to help you all going forward in the future, please don't hesitate to call, sir. Like,
0: likewise, sir. And thank you. Yes, sir. Folks, that wraps us up for uh, this episode of Download with the 5-0, a Pecanum Police podcast. Hope that was enjoyable, and I uh, look forward to our next one.